everyone. Welcome to an epic edition of the Cybersecurity Matters podcast. Uh, joining you, as always, is myself, the co-host, Dominic Vogel. And joining me, as always, is my uh, wonderful co-host, Mr. Christian Redshaw. I think I said a personal record there for the word, uh, usage of the word co-host. But Christian, how are you doing today? <laughs> Feels good to be your co-host. Well, I'm doing awesome, Dominic. <laughs> I'm, I've bought myself a new suit today, especially for this episode, because I think it's going to be fantastic. So I can't wait to get into it. I knew there was something different about you. I just couldn't <laughs> quite place it. That's exactly what it is. Um, who who is our guest today? <laughs> so our guest today is Jessica Zweig, and she is the founder and CEO of an organization called Simply Be Agency. Yeah, Jessica uh, seems to be a really interesting person. I know she has a, a new book coming out uh, shortly. Uh, I believe it's just called B. Uh, so we're really looking forward to chatting with her about that book and, when, and uh, what she hopes to, uh, I guess, encourage her readers uh, of the book to be able to learn from that. So uh, enough of our little ramblings here. We will take a momentary pause. We'll bring Jessica on and we'll start that awesome conversation with her shortly. Let's do it. Jessica Zweig from Chicago, Illinois. Welcome to the show today. Thank you so much for having me, gentlemen. I'm very excited to be here. Awesome. So I've seen some videos of you. I've heard a little bit about your story. But for those viewers that don't know, um, tell us your background, like going from you know high school to cheeky to what you're doing today. Uh-huh. What's the what's the Coles notes of, of your background? <laughs> Oh, you want me to go that deep, huh? I can do it. Deep. I can be. Let's I can be it. brief. I, let's just do the wave caps. So, um, you know, grew up in a very affluent suburb where I was never cool, and I think a lot of us experienced trauma from being bullied, and that was a, a real source of my self worth for a long time. Right, uh, that chapter, and then I went to school for theater of all things, as if I wasn't you know, insecure enough. I went off to be a professional actress in college and graduated, did that world for about five years before I accidentally became an entrepreneur in my mid-20s. And it was one of the biggest online platforms for women in the city of Chicago at the time. So it was called CheekyChicago.com. It was the biggest online resource for women. We had over 100,000 local readers. We covered nightlife and fashion and restaurants. And so all of a sudden, and I often say in my late twenties, I kind of became like the cool girl that like, I always, you know, wanted to be when I was younger. So there was a lot of ego to be frank, operating that, that business at that time in my life. And it's an amazing chapter of my life and I'm never going to crap on it because it taught me so much. I mean, I ran the largest online platform for women for seven years in a row in Chicago and grew this massive audience and really cut my teeth on digital. I was working with the biggest Fortune 500 brands in the world who were coming to me because I had this huge Midwest audience of women. So I was learning how to create copy and convert customers online while Nike was, you know, it was 2008. It was at the dawn of all of this. And so I really kind of got my real life MBA, if you will, in that space. But I also was going through my own personal journey and really kind of realizing as I was getting older and becoming more self-aware, how out of alignment I really was with sort of this persona that I had put out into the world as face and founder of this very popular online lifestyle magazine. And I kind of had a breakdown, long journey night of the soul towards the end of that chapter and of Cheeky, got really sick, was just really unhealthy, mind, body, spirit, and made the choice to leave 
that business to go off on my own after seven years. And it was a decision that no one understood, especially not my business partner at the time. And least of all my audience, they all saw this very sparkly platform from the side out, but from the outside in was a very different story. And me really reconciling my own authenticity was life-changing. And I really finally got into alignment with, I, I believe, my purpose, which was simply to help people. And I think that's everyone's purpose if we really crack down into it. And so I left Cheeky to start what was called Simply Be. The name Simply Be sort of speaks for itself. And I turned it into an agency. In time, it was first a consultancy. It was just me. But then it grew. And then I hired staff. And now I have this you know 12-person team. And we do personal branding for our clients. It's melding the world of digital, what I you know grew up on, but really with my passion for humanity, really, and bringing those two worlds together to help people change lives, to help people serve more people. And we are somewhat of a personal empowerment company, in fact, disguised as a personal branding company. Um, we do personal branding very differently than most people think, while still driving results on the internet for our clients. We really awaken people to be who they are really meant to be. And that is invaluable and like what wakes me up in the morning. So here we are after five years, and I've grown a pretty uh, significant company, and I serve lots of different clients. and. Uh, lead with love, as my sweatshirt says. Uh, I have a really amazing team. It's been a very uh, beautiful journey becoming you know, a leader. I think all entrepreneurs mis- make a ton of mistakes and fail. And that's really what makes we have to go through those, those journeys of the soul to get to the next level. And I don't think we're ever really done, right? But that was my... That, how did I do? That was the cliff notes. I'm going to stop like there. It. That was a lot. Well, you you took two questions away from me that I was going to ask you, which is tell us about the company and tell me what it says on your sweatshirt. So that's good. (laughs) There we go. We're good. But now we're right now. You've done absolutely great. But now let's drop the the elevator down one level and let's look at okay. Well, uh, simply be is like a a bit of a play on words, right? And I, I I can see how you use that. You know, be authentic, be direct. Uh, be a boss, and you're you're really empowering and helping people to do that. The one thing that I saw is that you said be kind, and that that resonated with me immediately. Can you dive into that and talk about how to empower people to be kind, and why mm-hmm. is kindness so important? It's to me, it's such a missing commodity in corporate America uh, that that is missing uh, a heart and soul at times. Um, how can you stand out with kindness and and how can you uh, really take advantage of that? Mm, I'm so glad you asked this question. I don't think we're taking it down. I think we're taking it up, like up to right where it needs to be. I just think that speaking of humanity, it's missing in corporate America more than any other environment. I've, I've worked in a lot of those environments. And I think at the end of the day, we're all just human. And I don't care if you're the CEO or you're the janitor that sweeps the floors at the end of the day when everyone leaves. And we all just want to be seen. It's a human yearning to be acknowledged, to feel like we belong, to feel loved. And love is such a, um, you know, romantic word, but, but really I think that's the, the true reason why we are here. Like I'm not even on this, you know, conversation like on the planet earth. And I think that the reason kindness 
is lacking in the way we treat each other is because we're, we're, we need to be kind to ourselves first. And a lot of people I see are more keen on being self-deprecating and self-critical than we are like naturally loving and celebratory of ourselves. And there's definitely a balance. It's, you don't want to be too cocky and arrogant, but you also really do need to cherish yourself. And I just think that environments at work where there is love, right, which will just predicate kindness, where there is love, will change the world, will heal the world. And businesses, sadly, and also amazingly run the world, right? Many of them do. And so let's start with treating ourselves with kindness first, and then treating each other how we want to be treated, like people. And as soon as we can really break down those barriers that, you know, I'm better than you or less than you because of what you do and who you are, what you look like or where you came from or what your resume says. That's the kind of world I want to live in. And I hope that with the work that I'm doing in the world, specifically with my book, um, because it's going to hopefully reach more people, that I, I remind people it does really come down to love and kindness. And I love that you asked that question. Amen. I absolutely love your your, your amazing energy and, and spirit, Jessica. You know, I, I think you and I maybe first connected probably earlier on in the, in the pandemic. I'm going to say around March or April, and um, it was immediately, immediately apparent to me again your your your, your high positive energy in, in, in your profile and in your posts. Uh, and I think you, know, you, you mentioned there the book, so that this is a perfect segue to, to my my question: <laughs> is you know you you're you're you're, you're releasing a new book called B. And I just love how again, this, 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 this elegance and the simplicity of that title. Um, I'd love to learn more in terms of what motivated you to write that book and what you're hoping yeah. to take away uh, from, uh, from those who, who end up reading it. Thank you for asking that. And um, thank you for the kind words. Kind. <laughs> Kindness right here. <laughs> I, uh, I, I love it. I, uh, so, you know, I, I, I started Simply Be about five years ago. And... I, I'm a I'm a creative at heart, like I'm an artist, if, if I'm really being honest. And and I so I created a bunch of tools. I created a bunch of methods to brand people, uh, frameworks that are like really fun, creative, and easy in a way to use. And it started really working. It became like this rinse and repeatable model to to take a person and build their platform in a very expert but human way, which is what we do and how we do it at Simply Be. And, and then it started to scale, right? And, and I have all of these clients now and it's a wonderful gift. And my clients are my family and they're the reason for my livelihood and the livelihood of my staff. But it's, it's a premium to hire an agency, whether it's me or any agency, it's thousands of dollars. And so I got a download. I'm very spiritual. I got literally a, a download about three years ago as it was starting to scale. And I had trademarked this method that I needed to open it up to everyone. I think that branding, marketing, business books are vague, it, truly. Like I've, I had to do a ton of market research on my, my space. And I was pretty shocked to see how, how little people give. It's very high level information. And so I had the opposite approach with this book. I literally wanted to open up the keys to the kingdom with my book and teach people tactically micro actions on how to actually build a platform. It shouldn't be a secret. It shouldn't belong to people that can afford thousands of dollars. It actually should belong to people who can't, who need to know how to do this work themselves. 
And so that is why I wrote this book. And it's obviously a business book. It's got all of the marketing and branding material that you're going to want. But it's more than that. It's a, I say it's a permission slip, really, to be who you are. Because we all have trauma. We all have darkness. We all have things that we've gone through. And we feel that that's the stuff that we need to hide. And that's the stuff that makes us unworthy of being seen or successful. And my view is actually, no, that's your gold. And that's the things that will set you free and allow you to magnetize more of the right opportunities and people and, and ultimately revenue if that's your, if that's your goal by being yourself. And so it has kind of a blend of, of business tactics a lot and empowerment and i call it an empowerment manifesto at its core that's absolutely amazing the, the, the words you're saying are just so impactful you know and, and just incredibly engaging for, for for and i highly encourage our, our listeners and viewers to to check out your book where's the best way to, for them to when it is available to order to, to, to order it yeah. So the publishing industry really frowns on you giving precedent to any one place. So you have to let everyone know where they can go all the places. Trust me, I've learned. So you can buy it on Amazon. You can buy it at Target. You can buy it on Indie Bookshop. You can go directly to a local independent bookstore. Um, those are the main places right now being sold um, domestically and in Canada and hopefully internationally soon. Amazing. I'll, I'll definitely be, be sure to order that. And if you ever make it to Vancouver, if I'm ever in Chicago, I'll be sure to get it autographed by you. <laughs> but, uh, oh, done. Uh, Please. <laughs> uh, uh, one more question before I, I hand it back to, to Christian. I, I'd love to get your insight on, and you, you, you were hinting at this earlier and talking about, was what I'll refer to as modern leadership. You know, the, you know when we look at mm-hmm. there's two almost two schools of leadership you see that old school leadership you know people who are who are ruthless people who you know uh, demand sort of that that work hustle culture of you know working 100 plus hours a week kind of thing um, but then you look at sort of that newer age approach to, to leadership one that's rooted in um, authenticity one that's rooted in vulnerability one that's rooted in empathy uh, how, how important is it that we cultivate that next generation of leaders uh, to make sure that we don't sort of continue those old school approaches to leadership, that we truly um, embrace a modern approach to leadership. You're speaking to my heart. I want to write my next book about this, in fact. So uh, I'm going to go on a little bit of a bird walk, but I'm going to answer your question. So I'm really fascinated by, you know, the energies of the divine feminine and the divine masculine, right? Which are no, not necessarily associated at all with men or women. It's an energy, right? Of equality and the divine masculine will start there are the energies of leadership, of assertion, of action, of problem solving, of linear thinking, of doingness, right? All very valuable energies, especially in business, right? And then there's the divine feminine, which is about empathy. It is about compassion. It is about beingness versus doing this. It's about love and stillness and intuition. And we have all seen, you know, just look at the patriarchy. I know I'm talking to two very heart-centered men right now, but we've really overvalued the masculine. We're really out of balance as a planet. And I think that the divine feminine you know, is what's stepping forward. I mean, look at the rise of the women entrepreneurial kind of movement. I mean, there's more and more women starting businesses than ever before. And I think that there has to be a calibration of both, however. So men, the the divine 
not needs to step more forward into their hearts, right? And women who come to work, you know, can't only be in their hearts. They can, they have to be as it's a core gift we have as women, but we also have to be able to get things done and not just feel all day long, right? Not saying that we do, but there's a, a calibration, I think, that if we as men and women can really center around that that balance, that's the future of leadership. And I think it it absolutely has its place and it's and it can work. Like it can actually drive massive success because there's one of my favorite quotes that Peter Drucker said, culture eats strategy for breakfast, right? You can have the most brilliant strategy in the world, but if your culture, the people, the humans don't believe in it or don't enjoy it, like it's not going to work. So you have to start with your, your people. That requires empathy and love, the feminine, if you will, and you have to get things done. And that's, that's the strategy and that's the masculine. So I think we all have an opportunity to really step forward with more empathy and, and compassion and love in business. That's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Love it. I would love Thank to you. dive deeper into that because I, I completely agree. Masculinity and femininity do not equal each other. They are both super value, super valuable, but they're not identical. So I love how you right. really delineated both of those things. But my question is in a little bit of a different direction. So out of that authenticity, right? You have what you're talking about as the cornerstone message and narrowing it down. Instead of just saying, I'm going to talk to everybody about everything and every aspect of my life. Um, you know, you personally have chosen to select certain areas to be public in your message about and add value to and other areas that are, you know, more on, on the private side. Um, I'm assuming you help people do that. But, you know, how do you how do you approach that? With, with your clients to select those those cornerstone areas in their messaging that they're going to put forth to the to the world. That's so great. I, I talk about this in my book. I mean, this is really the cornerstone foundational branding work that we do for everyone. And I've done it for myself, of course. So you just said it, you, you know, you can't be everything to everyone or you're going to be nothing to no one, right? You can't come on the internet today or in your waking life and be about whatever you want to be about that day and expect to be seen as an authority in anything, right? And so it's really about sticking to the script, choosing, I typically say, I mean, I always say, in fact, four key topics that really demonstrate, ideally, it's a, a blend that demonstrates what you do and who you are. And one of the biggest secrets to personal branding and developing an expert platform is you are who you say you are over and over and over and over again. That's it. Just choose it, say it, stay consistent. And that's how people are going to be like, oh, that's the guy that does cybersecurity. That's the, that's the girl that does personal branding. And so I often will encourage people to really think about what's sacred and private. It might not be sacred and private. It might just be a passion. But do you want people to... Do you want to lead with that? Is that what you want people to think of when they think of you? Like for me, for example, I have a huge passion for holistic health. Like I have a lot of autoimmune problems and I've really had to take my health into my own hands and become my own healer. I can talk about that all the time, but I don't because I'm not, a, I don't want to be seen as a holistic wellness person. I'm in marketing. I'm in leadership. I'm in branding. I'm in women empowerment. So I lean that direction and I kind of leave that stuff off the table. And that doesn't make me any less authentic because I've really chosen things I'm genuinely passionate about and express who I truly am. 
but I've been intentional and discretional in architecting what I want people to know based upon my goals, right? Based upon my business objectives. So when it comes to choosing those four things, and this, my book will help you do this, um, it, it should be oriented to what's the end game? What am I really driving towards? And only you know that answer, but it's really important to get clear. Branding is an exercise in clarity. I'd love to get your, your, your insight too, uh, Jessica, on when we're talking about personal branding and company branding. I know this is true for a lot of maybe entrepreneurs or small business owners who will say, well, my personal brand should be completely separate from the corporate brand or the company brand. Um, you know, for companies moving forward, you know, should they be completely distinct? Should they be intertwined? Um, what, what are your thoughts on that? Well, again, I, it depends on your goals, but I will say who's more interesting to follow, Gary Vaynerchuk or VaynerMedia? Who's more, who, who's more interesting to follow, Richard Branson or Virgin Brands on Twitter? Who's more interesting to follow, Oprah Winfrey or Own Network, right? So using your personal brand as a vehicle to storytell, to connect human to human, people to people, forget B2B, B2C, people to people, that is a invaluable tactic to market your company. And so I would, I don't think that they should be totally separate and disconnected, but you can also really, you can leverage your personal brand in your own right to open up doors for you. I mean, look what Gary Vaynerchuk's done, right? He's an, a professional speaker in tandem with being a CEO, right? So it all goes down to what are your goals, but I, I don't think that they should be separate. In fact, I think it's a magic superpower when they are connected. Right. Yeah. The, the ability to, to, to harmonize them. <laughs> um, yes. I like that word. Yeah. What, what, one more quick question uh, before I uh, hand it back to, to, to Christian. Um, when we're talking about, um, I know you were, you were talking about this earlier, but I wonder if we could just drill a bit deeper. So if you are, again, a smaller mid-sized business owner um, and you know, you're trying to figure out, you know, I want to humanize my brand. I want to humanize the business. I want to change from being the egocentric, you know, SOB that I am mm-hmm. today. How do I become, uh, you know, how do I move from that into being where I should be, um, what are some just one or two maybe pragmatic steps to get someone into that mindset and moving away from where they are to where they should be? Well, I often say that if you're doing personal branding wrong, you're going to come off egocentric. So this is a really important question. Um, you know, uh, my first thought was, you know, do, do some work on yourself, like hire a therapist and like get, you know, get to the bottom of, you know, because ego is just fear, right? Like ego is just a reflection of, of your fear. Um, when you're being authentic and in service, it's coming from love, right? So a quick exercise you could do, um, and this is also actually in my book, is take take your personal stories, right? Take the things about yourself that you know, are the most deep and intense that you feel the most connected to, right? And write them out, like tell the story, create a little narrative of that particular, you know, crossroads in your life or a breakthrough or whatever it is, and then read it and then look for what did I, what did I learn? Like, what are the actual nuggets of wisdom here? Where is, what can I glean that is a tangible takeaway that could help someone else. 
that actually could, that could be of service to someone else based on what I've been through. And when you start to architect your personal brand story from that position of, yes, it's, it's me, it's my brand, but I'm here to use my brand in service of other people, specifically how, what do I have to specifically give? And then as, be as generous with it as possible. And what I mean by that is share it, take the time, invest in pouring it into whether it's content, right? Creating thought leadership content where you're really educating, empowering, inspiring people with it. Spend time with people. I mean, there's so many different ways we can do this now virtually to like scale our communities and scale our, our platform by really having intimate conversations with people. You guys are doing this right here with your podcast. I mean, there's so many different forms of, of sharing your generosity. And I think that when you start to do that, you, you do step away from it ever looking egocentric. You know, that's really the, that's really the approach. That makes sense. Totally. Absolutely. And, and you know, I can, I can say with great certainty here, uh, Jessica, that you fulfilled Christian's prophecy. This was definitely the best <laughs> podcast that we recorded today. Uh, you uh, absolutely kicked it out of the, uh, out of the park here. I mean, this was oh an absolutely engaging conversation and I cannot wait for our, our listeners and viewers to, to, to engage with this. You know, this has been uh, such an amazing and enlightening and just very high positive energy conversation. Hey, Dominic, I thought you said you were going to throw it back to me for another question. <laughs> It oh, sounds yeah. like you're wrapping well, it up. Good. I know we're out of time. No, I got, I got time. I got time. <laughs> I actually have two I questions. I get that off my chest. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Go ahead, agree. Christian. I have, I have two questions. Received. Yeah, I, I completely concur. I'm not going to be able to ask two because we only have so much time here. But you mentioned about ego and fear, okay? And so let's be real over here for us. Um, Dominic is so much better at personal branding than me. Uh, he, he is a lot more fearless when it comes to that. I like to do more of the, the corporate branding stuff. Um, but one of the things that I think I'm not alone in uh, would be like the fear of haters and, and opposition when you like, it seems like no matter what you do, no matter what you say, you could say the sky is blue and then someone would be like, why the heck are you talking yeah. about that? Like, no matter where you go, you're going to get people that want to want to chop you down because they're not creating anything. They're just there to criticize. Um, have you encountered that kind of as a regular thing? And can you offer any advice on how people can overcome that fear of opposition? Yes. So I often say that uh, your vibe attracts your tribe. And while that sounds like a cheeky, fun meme quote you would see on Instagram, uh, it really is, in my view, a way of life and a very powerful business marketing term, right? So what I mean by that is, vibration we're all just energy science right it's we all are we all have set frequencies and the more we step into and embody our own unique frequencies and and really like vibrate right two things happen when that when that when you choose to step forward into that you repel people who are not at that frequency it's like it's science it just isn't a match and the second thing that happens is that you magnetize more of people who are and so for me my community online, the people who leave comments, the people who DM me, the people who follow me are at my frequency. They're loving, they're kind, they're compassionate, they're warm, they're, they're driven, right? They're like me, like we're different, but we have a, a common denominator of that, that energy. Now, do I, of course, get haters, people who want to attack that? Absolutely. And it hurts. 
it's it it hurts. It can really derail your day, and it can it could cut. And and my my advice to people is like let it hurt because if you try and bypass it, like then it's just it's, you're not going to process it. Don't hang on to it. Let it go. But you have to let yourself feel the hurt first. And I don't give them too much too much airtime, but I honor myself in that feeling because it's feelings and they're valid. But then I block them and I bless and I release them. And I just get back to doing my my work on this planet, which is to vibrate at the frequency of authenticity and love. And if that's not for you, then you're not my people. And I don't feel sorry that you don't like me. Like, I, And I don't say that with any spite. I, I just, it, I'm super cool about that. And so I would just really encourage people who are afraid to put themselves out there, but want to know and trust that the more you do you and vibrate at your frequency, the more you're going to actually attract affirmation and people who are about it and who see it. And that feeling is so good and validating and it's going to make you want to go deeper. So trust that and, and bless and release those that, that don't see that. So really what you're That's, saying is that the, the good outweighs the bad at the end of the day and it's exactly. worth worth doing and then feel it, let it hurt, let it go, and then you know, block and release those people that are wanting to cause more. Yes. And the last thing I will say is the reason for that is because your job here on this planet is too important to let people mm, who don't understand you get in the way. So good. You can't let that outweigh what you're actually here to do with your life. Mm -hmm. So, wow. I, that. Jessica, I can firmly, I can firmly say that you're you're a friend of the show and that you are welcome back anytime. Uh, you, to promote future Please books. Have me back. You, have, you have an open invitation at, at any time. You know this. This is honestly one of the. Uh, uh, most uh, compelling and engaging, just downright awesome conversations we have had uh, uh, during the, uh, this series. So we really, really appreciate your time, Jessica. That was absolutely amazing. Well, I appreciate your time, and it takes it's a it's a partnership, and it's a, you guys are amazing too. You ask wonderful questions, and you're super leaned in, and that you're heart centered men, and heart centered men will change the world. So it was my honor to be on your show, and thank you for for the time. Thank you so much. We're very yeah. Very, very grateful for your time. And Krish and I will be right back momentarily to wrap up today's awesome episode. Wow, Christian, what an incredibly engaging conversation there with, with Jessica. Uh, I, I'm really dying to know what, what your thoughts and takeaways were from that conversation. Definitely up there with my favorite or definitely one of my favorites because we've had some awesome guests here. Um, man, that heart-centered approach, um, leading with kindness. I just... I felt like, you know, it was a really great heart to heart uh, conversation that I think I'm going to go back to. I, I took a, a bunch of notes there and just, you know, practically the idea of those cornerstone, uh, you know, subjects to help you bring out your personal branding. What are the things that you want to be known for um, demonstrating your expertise and demonstrating you know who you are, what you do, um, the distinction there was was made very clear to me. And I think that's going to be helpful for a lot of you. 
Absolutely, no, it was so amazing to, to hear about her her book, and um, I agree with you. I think that she's definitely in the Hall of Fame of some of the top guests we've had on the on the show, and um, you know just how she was talking about you know the power of unleashing uh, authenticity, humanity, kindness, uh, empathy. You know, it was just very very engaging and endearing to, to hear her speak f- uh, from that and, and with that level of candor. So um, I know that you and I thoroughly enjoyed that conversation. It feels like we need to have kind of a Joe Rogan type of a conversation with her where we have like a four hour session and we just get into covering all of the important topics that were out there on the table today. Absolutely, you know, and uh, you know, I, as always, you know, we want, we want to thank uh, our guests, and in this case, Jessica, for for taking time to to join us today. And as always, want to thank our loyal listeners and viewers for taking uh, time out of their schedule uh, to engage with this podcast. Uh, please be sure to check out uh, previous episodes and uh, other shows under the Conversations That Matter uh, banner on the Conversations That Matter YouTube page, and be sure to check us out on uh, other uh, podcast platforms, whichever ones uh, that you. Prefer. And if you like what you hear or like what you saw, please be sure to leave some feedback or some uh, uh, five-star ratings. We always appreciate that type of feedback. Uh, but until next time, be well, be safe, be awesome, and we'll catch you next time on the Cybersecurity Matters podcast. Thanks for watching. Thanks for watching.